Hello and welcome to episode 87 of The Brand Lounge, the place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant, and I help service-based businesses to define and grow their brand and business. And today I'm joined by Nicolene Aladad, owner of multiple bricks and mortar businesses and coach for fellow multi-passionate entrepreneurs. So thank you so much for joining me today, Nicolene. Oh, thank you, Tammy, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm super excited for this episode today. As always, today, listeners, Nicolene and I are going to be diving into the topic of multiplying income streams. I'm sure we're all familiar with the trope of beast or famine cycle, which is attributed to kind of freelancers and business owners alike. It's not ideal, but it is all too common an experience that I feel like most people listening to this will have had at some point or another. And by choosing to diversify and multiply the number of ways that we receive money into our lives and businesses, we can create a more more predictable and stable income, which can help us facilitate whatever version of success looks like for us. So I'm keen to hear from you, Nicolene, because I know that this is something that you've truly embraced within your world and thrived from. So I love to start from really defining the basics of what we're talking about today so everyone's on the same page. So can you just talk a little bit around what we mean by multiple and multiplying income streams? Okay, so in in my life and in my businesses that I've grown, for us, that means that you have different sources of money coming into your bank account. And also, when we talk about business and personal life, we also separate that. So in our home, we have at the moment 11 income streams, which means it's 11 different sources that's bringing us money every month. And then I also use the same principles when it comes to your business, and that each of our businesses have at least two to three different ways in which we make money. And I think this is key, Tammy, because when you are running a business, doesn't matter what your business is, you can be baking cookies from home, you could be running a real estate agency. I believe that you cannot just depend on one thing to sell or even one menu and expect that, for example, when COVID hits, that you would still be able to survive. So I'm hoping, um, you know, in, in the deepest part of my heart that COVID did teach brick and mortar business owners to really think bigger and bolder and to find other ways for their current business to still make money, but also to think a little bit outside the box and think what other things could you get involved in or start on the side to just bring more money into your life and not just in the business that you already have. Yeah, I I think that it's such a interesting and important idea and concept to tackle with because when I started my business, I was like, oh, I'm just going to be a designer. I'm just going to design things and that's what I'm going to do. But as a service-based business, and I can absolutely see how this kind of translates across service-based, online-based, and bricks and mortar, so establishment-based businesses, that it's not enough. And it's very stressful to have to continually sell yourself, your service, and, and have to rely on that one form of income. So, you know, if the market gets saturated, if something like COVID hit, exactly like you said, If anything happens to impact that one specific income stream that you have put all of your eggs into, metaphorically speaking, then you can very quickly find that you're tripping yourself up. It's not future proofing your business. It's not allowing you to kind of scale. And then on a personal level as well, having multiple income streams and having multiple ways that money can kind of enter your world 
I mean, that's just a wonderful feeling. I mean, how chuffed are we when we're kids and we find money down the back of the sofa or something? I guess (laughs) it's just the grown up version of that. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's so important. I think a lot of times when people hear multiple income streams, I always say this is not, you know, just selling something online or this is not just, you know, joining a multi-level business maybe if you're not even liking the product for me it's always that if you want to create more money in your life you need to do things that exhilarate you that excites you about life thinking that the thing that you've always dreamt of doing but maybe you were too scared to do and and to remember Tammy that when you're running a current business you've already done the biggest scariest thing that's out there which is starting a business I think there are millions of people who only dream of starting a business so if you're lucky enough to be a business owner and you already have that right now for you to come up with two or three other ideas is really not that hard. There's other things that might be holding you back, whether it's mindset or maybe you currently feel a bit you know, limited in your time and space. But if you had to honestly ask yourself, and I like to play that role with myself sometimes is if we grow up one day, what would we like to do? Because if you take yourself back to when you were a child, we used to think bold. We used to be like, oh, I'm going to be the president or I'm going to be this. And now it's like, oh, no, I just want to make a little bit of extra money on the side. And, and it doesn't have to be that small. Again, every multiple income that we create does not also have to be a million dollar business, but together they can give you so much wealth and so much security that allows you to completely change your life. I mean, Tammy, if I look at my life now, 14 years after we started our first business from our garage, like I work less today than I've ever worked in my life. We have seven businesses. We make millions every single month and I have more freedom now than ever before, but it's because I'm in control. It's because I know what I want. It's because I've said to myself, hey, I think a private chef would be really nice. I would like, you know, to have a full-time nanny. And I, and, I, and I take things and think, how will that make my life better? How will I be able to impact someone else? You know, when we hire someone now today into our team, I am honored to be able to hire someone. I'm honored that I can afford to hire someone, change their life, improve them, give them a space to grow. And it's not just, you know, throwing your money around. It's actually spending it better. And in order to get there, you need to start thinking of more ways to make money in your life. Yeah, it's really interesting what you were saying there, because it is that security. And I know that there have always been, when when I was thinking about setting up my business, one of the biggest fears that I had was the lack of security going from a full-time job going to freelance. And I've touched on this briefly in previous episodes, but my job, my secure in air quotes job was under threat of redundancy for about four of the like five years that I was there. There was always restructures going on and everything else. Whereas when you are in control of your entire business and all of your choices, like exactly as you were saying, if you have multiple ways that money can enter your business, you're creating that stability yourself. Um, and something that I'd love to talk a little bit about is kind of the difference between active income and passive income, because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I'll just set up some passive income and then I'll never have to touch it again. And it will only take me five minutes or whatever. And then money will just flow into my world. And I know that there's a little bit more to that, but the concept is still there that you can create these different streams that suit different parts of your personality, of your life, of your desires, of your goals. And then actually monetize those into a way that you can start bringing in that finance. And and like we talk about very frequently, success doesn't have to be financial. Success can be, like you were saying, hiring a private chef. It can be having more time, working less. 
But the way that you can facilitate that version of success more often than not is by having these multiple income streams to either free up your time. So you're doing less of the one to one or one to many or to bring in more income so you can outsource, delegate and hire to help support with that load. So when we're talking about active and passive incomes, do you have both within your business? Do you have one that you favor over another? I personally believe that you can't really let go of something completely. I I personally don't have anything specifically. I mean, I've got some programs that's out there that, you know, people will buy them and they can just utilize them, but we still try to get in touch with those clients so that there's always, you know, the one-on-one I've noticed you and thank you for, you know, looking into me because I think that's very important. But in general, when I'm looking at my brick and mortars and I look at the the way we've created multiples inside of all of them, there is some form of attention that I still need to put on there, whether it's one day a month, one hour a month, once every quarter, there is still some attention that has to be paid with it because I believe that's how you stay on track. That's how you prevent something from derailing. Um, So for example, one of the the things that we've done, Tammy, just to give people some ideas of an income stream that we created where I'm personally not involved in at all, except a little bit of marketing, is we teamed up with someone who we knew is brilliant in HR, um, but they've always wanted to start their own business. Yet they did not have the self-confidence to do it. They didn't know the know how. They didn't know like, just how to get started. And we decided to partner with them 50-50 into a business where we will come in with the business advice, the education, the, the confidence, the, you know, just the, the hand holding, which is so important in the beginning. Um, and, and I because I love marketing, I was going to do that part. My husband is doing, you know, the more hand holding and advice. And he's running the business every single day. So he's hiring his own staff, building the business. And yes, he's making more money today than he would ever make if he works with someone else. But now this has become an income stream for us as well. And if I have to sit with someone for one or two hours a month and just tell them how to brand themselves more, which is such an awesome topic to always talk about, how to advertise yourself better, how to become more niche, you know, like how to attract your client. And I get to pocket from that. And this business can literally grow tenfold from where it is even today then that is an idea of how you can start a business. So it doesn't always have to be that it needs to be your brand new idea. It doesn't have to be a product that you physically have to create. It can be something that you collaborate with someone else, but they need your expertise on knowledge or even just your confidence. And that's why I was saying in the beginning, Tammy, like we are, when you've got a business already, you've already done so much that someone else who wishes they had what you have is is already for them it's like oh please just tell me what to do what should i do first where should i go what should i you know know or not do um, and that advice that you can give someone is, is costly like you you can you can charge a lot for that so rather going to business with someone that obviously you trust and they get to you know bring their 50% into the business as well but this is one example of something that we've done and it doesn't take a lot of my energy at all that's really interesting as well because you don't often hear of partnerships as being one of the more common discussed income streams like generally when we're talking about income streams you'll hear a lot of talk around well launch a course or host a webinar like a paid webinar or create a downloadable pdf or an ebook or something like that that you can charge for and all of those are great and viable and I'm a huge advocate mirroring something that you said there like when you started your business you started it because you had 
you had an impact that you wanted to make, you had something that you wanted to say, and you have a passion and an expertise in this field that others can benefit from. That's why you've created your business to start with. So kind of building on that and scaling that through supporting other people in different ways is only going to support that impact that you want to do. It's going to make you feel better as an expert because you're sharing your expertise, which is something that, I mean, if you're anything like me, I love it. I love to talk. That's why we have this podcast. And having that option of a partnership, like I'd never even considered that as an income, as like an actual income stream that would be within reach until we spoke originally before recording this podcast. Because, yeah, it just never occurred to me that that would be something that is I, I get that they're probably legal stuff and, and work that needs to go into it beforehand. But once you've done that once, like there's no reason why you can't then have multiple. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want anybody to always like it's it's the same when, when we franchise one of our businesses. Like when, when we go down that route with some of our clients now where I help them to franchise their own brand, I'm always saying don't let the paperwork and the legal aspects and those things scare you from not doing something because it's just not your strength. You know, that's why we have lawyers. That's why we have people that sign, you know, do the contracts for you. It's, it's in any business like that. Would you have stopped not doing your business in the beginning because um, maybe you didn't know how to start a Facebook page or, you know, like, or you don't like going live, but does that prevent you from still trying to grow a business? No, you're, you're finding different ways. So it's the same with when you're doing a partnership possibly like that, but you can even do an online space like that. If you are someone that's very confident, you love going live, you love social media, but someone else has a course or a program because they're really good at that part, but they just don't know how to sell it. The two of you can work very well together in promoting something because when you're good at something, sales comes naturally to that. And if you're good at creating, you create beautiful art, which someone that maybe is very good on you know, going live is maybe not good at creating. So there's a lot of opportunities where people can partner like that. And again, it does not have to be a million dollar business, but it becomes a source of income that together with all the other ones can make you a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very much looking at that multiple side, isn't it? It's not just having one or two which any additional income stream is always going to be beneficial because there are even simple things that you can do like affiliate links. If you do blog writing or anything like that, or even podcasting to a certain degree, uh, any software that you use, any particular, like things like Penfold, I think is a pension app that I use and you can have an affiliate link for that. My email software that I use, I've got an affiliate link for that. And it just means that if someone chooses to use something that, I share about because it's working for my business and they use my code and my link, then we both benefit because we both get some something extra from it. Like usually they'll get a deposit or they'll get money off and then I get the same amount credited to my account. So affiliate marketing. Exactly. But but Tammy, you can even do that as your own business. Like you can start an affiliate link for yourself and get other people to sell your physical product or even a service they make a commission from that and that becomes an additional income stream for your business, which is something that we've done. So in one of our brick and mortars, we have a coffee shop chain that we've created. We franchise that business, which is my baby. And that is where most of our money comes from. However, even in the coffee shop franchise, we have a membership that people can join. So they get special discounts on, on, on things that they can buy from the store, but we also use them kind of like for marketing and we use their Instagram posts. So we kind of use it a little bit as an influencer space. 
Um, but we also have merchandise that we've added after a couple of years for coffee mugs and stuff. And we keep continuously growing that platform as well, because separately that brings on us more money or, or additional money compared to the rest of the, the coffee shop. But you can think of things like that that is currently in your brick and mortar just to create more of a business. Now I could possibly start an affiliate program with my coffee shop and get people to promote it and maybe sell franchises for me and they can get a cut from that. There's always people out there that, you know, some people, in fact, Tammy, they only make money from affiliates. They only want to go and promote other people's things for them. They don't want to start a business by themselves and they just make commission from other people's businesses. And if that makes you an extra income, I say go for it because it doesn't cost you time. As long as the person is aligned with your business, they understand what your audience looks like and who they are so that they don't damage your brand. But as long as they're in line with that and you two are happy and you're agreeing on the terms, I think it's an opportunity for people to start looking how can I create that in my business. Yeah, amazing. Again, it's something else that it's another form of income that we don't hear about very often. And I'm super keen to hear your input and explore a few others as well, particularly where you have so many variants of income. Like I feel like I'm going to be making notes furiously after this episode. Um, Affiliate marketing, very easy, very easy access for anyone at any stage of their business. So if you're listening out there and you're like, well, I don't really know where to start. Affiliate marketing is one that's very much no risk. There's nothing. Sorry, my cat's having a moment. (laughs) She's agreeing on the affiliate program. (laughs) because I got in, my elbow got in the way of his sunbeam um, <laughs> anyway yeah so if you're listening out there affiliate marketing is a really nice easy low level low risk low time commitment way of adding some additional income there are the ones that you hear about a lot like online courses and ebooks which we're probably not going to cover but for you Nicolin, where was it that you started what do you remember what your first additional income stream was that you chose to add to your business portfolio? Well, actually, our very first inc- additional income stream was actually not for our business. It was more personal. And we invested into an apartment and we rented it out. And we at- did not have to pay the mortgage. So the, the mortgage was covered by the rent. Um, and going into property is a very big um, source of income for us today. In fact, um, Tammy, we own a lot of property. I, I would have to lie if I had to tell you the number, but it's, it's either 10 or 12 units that we own today. Um, And we have always only paid the small deposit in the beginning and the rent is covered by, you know, the mortgage is covered by the rental income, which is a perfect model to use. Yes, you need to have backup financial security in case you don't have a tenant. But we, we started off with a normal housing um, rental space. And then the year after we got, we got another one. So we had two of them and we saw that the model worked really well. We, we, we got the apartment in a space where we knew we would always have a tenant. It's a very popular area in town. Um, and that allowed us to to grow not just not an income at that stage but if we had an expense that we didn't have to pay for so we knew that after five years um, we would be able to own two little properties that if we needed to sell them in the future we can then put that together and then buy something bigger in the beginning it was kind of like a uh, I'm going to say like a retirement fund or like a security fund for our kids because we had twins at that stage. They were just born. So we kind of said each child now has kind of like their college fees are covered by these two apartments. Um, but then as we grew and as our businesses grew, we we noticed that we can get bigger spaces and a commercial is also very attractive. 
attractive because commercial renting is usually a little bit more long-term. People don't just move in and out as easily as they might do in a, in a housing apartment. Um, so we got into um, commercial renting, which is also an awesome space to do. Again, you do need finances upfront for that, but again, it's all about numbers. It's knowing how much you need to put down, which is the smallest amount you can put down so that the mortgage is just covered by the rent. And that's really, I want to encourage people to read more about this and to go find out more about this. There are countries now that allow you to rent for rent, which means you can sign a lease on a space as the as the owner of the space, but you don't have to physically rent it yourself. You have the right to rent it out to someone else. And if you work with the money correctly and you know exactly how much to charge, you can make a small amount on top of that. And that's just how, usually how people get into property rental. Um, but if you have a small amount to invest, do that definitely. That's something that I would suggest people start off with. Um, another thing that we do for um, rental income um, that we started only a few years ago was actually we have a beach house that we don't utilize very often, which is sad, but it's true. Um, and now we've realized over the past two years that by putting it on Airbnb, we've made enough money from that beach house to take us every year on a holiday anywhere in the world for me and my family. Now, we never thought of doing this before because we didn't really want other people living in our space. But when we realized that we were only going to this house maybe an entire two months of the year, there is expenses. We have a full-time cleaning service there. We have security there. It's in a private estate, um, you know, and there's electricity and, and expenses. And we thought, well, if we can put a nice price tag on the Airbnb, we will attract a certain amount of, or a certain type of clients as well. Um, and if they can make, you know, help us make some money, why not? And we were very surprised about how many bookings. I mean, still today we get at least one or two bookings, which is usually for about a week that people would book into the house. And like I said, we made up to six figures a year in this Airbnb and that allows us to go somewhere else in the world on a holiday which now we don't travel but we get to travel inside South Africa which is great um, but again this is something that people could do in any space that they have and I know that might be a personal choice whether you want to rent your, your space out or not but I went and I bought all new you know linen for our beds and there's rooms that are not allowed to be used and we've made some rules but it works for us and at this stage the additional income especially during COVID was a god save for one of our businesses that was not able to make money. Yeah. I'm curious as well because you spoke about this a couple of times earlier and I feel like this is a great time to explore it because in my mindset, it's always been what are the multiple income streams that I can add to my business? But you've mentioned that you have multiple income streams in both your business and in your personal life. And I'm really curious to explore that a little bit deeper if you're if you're happy to. So you have like the property portfolio. Would you class that as personal or as business? Well, now it's probably business because we've sold out. Uh, we've got two personal um, apartments that we rent out. So that would come into our personal portfolio, if I can put it that way, but the other properties are now all commercial. So some of the properties are rented by some of our own businesses. However, we run it as two separate entities. So the business would still pay the mortgage. We still make profit on the business. We run it very properly because we want this to be a real money-making business. And it won't make money if you only charge yourself $5 for yeah. rent for the month. <laughs> so we make it very real. We make, there's, there's fees, there's penalties, everything runs exactly the same. Um, but what we've done is we've created a trust which is for our children so the business runs through the trust which is where all the properties are inside but other ways that we would do an income stream which is more um 
additional that came from the business was actually uh, we started a spa. So what happened was that I wanted to bring in a therapist for the day to treat all our staff in our in one of our big buildings that we have. And after figuring out the numbers and how much she would charge per staff member, she would have to come in for about three days full time to come service, you know, like everybody with a massage or a facial, whatever they would like. And after seeing what that would have cost, my husband says, you know, you can just probably hire her full time and open a salon. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that sounds quite nice. That would be like really nice. And he's like, well, yeah, look at the numbers because it's always about the numbers. Sometimes the idea might be to someone like, are you crazy? You can't have a thought therapist. Like what, what, who does that? You know, you're not Facebook, you're not Google, you know? <laughs> and, and I thought, well, let's look at the numbers. If I can have that and I can afford her to come in and we make a structure so that she ends up servicing people from the outside as well. And even if it just covers her salary and all the products we use, it doesn't cost me anything, but the benefit is I get to go to a spa now every day if I want to for free, you know, like that's how the idea was born. And that's what it was exactly what happened. So we opened a spa from within our business. She made so much money that we were able to profit from the business, give her always extra bonuses, buy additional products or machines and services. I was able to send her on so many trainings, um, you know, and unfortunately because of COVID, we closed that um, section and we will be opening it back up. But that is something that just came from a nice idea it ended up making us money and like you were saying before Tammy it doesn't always have to be the money it could be that I get to be spoiled by going to the spa every day you know like I get to send my mom there I can send my friend there for free so there's always other benefits that can come from an additional idea as well but this one also benefited us and making us some money as well um something else Tammy that we also did is my husband bought equipment um that is rented out and that is, I want to say it's more on the personal side because it's not attached to any of our businesses. But when you are able to buy, for example, let's say two or three trucks that is used in the construction business, these trucks are rented out. Now, again, this is all based on how much knowledge you have on something and how much you're willing to learn. And when you are in the business world and you surround yourself with other big thinkers, millionaires, people that just love the business world. Tammy, it, it blows my mind every time we go out for dinner, because when I say to a group of people that, oh, I want to open up, you know, let's say a strip club or whatever, no one will say anything negative. No one will say, are you crazy? You can't do that. They will just throw more ideas at me, more positivity, more tips on how to do it faster and how to make even more money. Because in that circle, the impossible is possible, where if you are surrounded by people who only live in their little world and everything is hard for them and they cannot imagine anything bigger and bolder, it's very hard to share your beautiful idea with them and to get positive feedback back. And it's not their fault. It's just the space that they're in and the life that they've created for themselves. And that's where they are. And I, I do believe we also need those, the yin and the yang in the world. But I personally have learned that I, I share my dreams and my goals only with certain people. And now when we you know, have that kind of information coming to you, you have conversations like, did you know the trucking business or the construction sites don't actually own all the equipment? They rent it out. And when you find out, like, let's say, for example, the, the dump trucks that they use for the sand or even the cement trucks, 
um, you know, this is how much they pay per hour or per day to rent it. And you can figure out how much a new one costs and you, and you work out all the numbers, you will see that there is massive potential to make money. Yes, you need cash to set this up. And this is something you would do in an advanced business structure, but it is an additional income stream. So does my husband and I know anything, let's say about construction or trucks or food or no, but we look at an opportunity and say, could we make money here? Could we help someone else out by joining with them into this? Or will we be able just to secure another income stream for us and build more connections through that? Because every business we start, Tammy, we connect with more people across the country, more doors open for us. And now we're in a position where we can say no to something when it comes across us, when we just feel that, that it's not aligned with us, or we just don't want to put that much time into something right now. And that's a true privilege that I have right now. I'm so honored to be able to say, no, thank you, universe. I love the idea, but please send it to someone else. Where in the beginning, I would have grabbed everything with two hands um, because the experience of growing a business, the experience of making more money um, and, and being more than what you think you're capable of being as a person, that is what excites me about a business. So we've had a lot of controversy in the family always in the past about when, when someone would hear we're starting another business. Business, they'll be like, oh my goodness, you're doing another thing. Don't you have enough already? And, you know, and this is unfortunately the hard things you have to listen to when you grow a business. Not everybody's happy for your success, but for us, it's not about the money. In fact, it's about the thrill of, can we possibly do this? Can we start this business and make a success out of it? And what will this do? What will this impact on the community? How will we, you know, change people's lives? And that is truly, truly the exciting part of running a business. If you speak to people that have multiple businesses, it's definitely not about the money, Tammy. When you're making millions already, making another million really does make no difference in your day. But if you can, if someone says to you, no, I don't think you could do that. That idea is like, oh, Hal, I'm going to show you I can do this. Like, <laughs> I want to see if I'm possible, you know, if I'm, if I'm capable of doing that. And that's what excites me about the business world. And that's why I want to encourage people to really just think bigger and bolder for themselves and to go past that scary, scary part. Because whenever we dream big for ourselves and our business, you get them to a point where you're scared. We're like, oh, okay, no, 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 that would be too big for me, or that would cost too much, or that I might lose too much if it doesn't work. But you just need to think beyond that, because beyond that is where I always say the grass is greener on the other side, Tammy. It's so funny. I'm busy writing a book at the moment, and it's going to be how to multiply to millions. And I'm physically starting on the first page about yes, the green is better. The grass is greener on the other side, and it's and it's something that I when I was little, people used to say. The grass is not greener on the other side. You know, like it's it, you be happy with what you have. Don't always wish for more. Um, there's people that are starving, you know, from hunger. And, you know, like when you have all this negativity that kind of molds your mind, it doesn't allow you to be okay with having more. And I'm all for it is okay to want more. You're allowed to have more. And it's again, it's not just money. It's having more time, having more freedom, having more luxury, having more, you know, just of yourself and being okay with that. So that is what my old book is going to be about because I really want to inspire women to just go for it. Yeah, I think that it's it's such an important message and it's one that's come up so many times with various people, with various guests and various environments that I've encountered since being in the small business or in the business world in general. And the thing that you said there is like, once you're, once you're already making millions, another million is just kind of, yeah, it's fine. It's achievable. And I feel like that can translate at any stage of business as well, because once you've started a business, like once you started one business, 
starting a second business you're like yeah that's fine I can do that it's no longer that stumbling block that I think or it's much smaller like the proportion of the fear I feel like is minimized because there's a certain amount of there's a huge amount of uncertainty that's kind of unveiled that you're like well I've already started one business I know I know what I've got to do I know the key beats that I need to hit and it feels simpler because you know what the minimum is yeah and Tammy it even happens when you hire your first employee that's usually like for us it was so scary like for me to think that I have to take care of someone financially like they're going to depend on me that was huge like we always made sure every month we pay her first because I just could not live with myself if I couldn't afford to pay her but now you know we've got hundreds of employees and we know that there's a benefit of getting them into your world and how they can help you and how your business will just grow and scale faster when you have the right people so it's exactly the same thing if you ask someone that now has five people you know oh my goodness how did you hire that first person they'll say yeah it was maybe hard and I looked for a while and now I know exactly how to find someone so it's exactly the same so when we started our our coffee shop and we branched out people are always you know asking me like how were you able to manage five locations by yourself and when it was just me and my one assistant yes we never slept yes we worked all hours of the day it was crazy but I was living in adrenaline and I absolutely loved it but it's doable. So now that we have 25 branches across the country, because I followed a franchising model, that again, Tammy has created another multiple income stream for people because I've created a a system that I teach my clients that when you have these multiple locations and it's through the franchising model, there is a small fee that they get to pay you every single month. And when you show up for them, you show up once or twice a month, it becomes a multiple, you know, another income stream for your business, but it's a secured income stream. It's something that you know every single month this is a fixed amount that's going to come in these are the two or three things I need to do in order to satisfy them in order you know to kind of get the fee um, and that how is how you strengthen the business but I think some people just want to overcomplicate it with their limits um, when it comes to maybe the belief in themselves or the people they again they surround themselves with so my, my best tip always is make sure you surround yourself with the best and most awesomest people and especially people Tammy that is just a little bit ahead of you Don't always just look at the big, big guys. So for example, I always say to my clients now that I know I have 25 branches, but I've only been doing this for four years. So I see myself as still very young in the franchising world. So where if I look at people that have been in it for 20 years, I feel a little bit nervous sometimes asking them questions. So I look at people that have been five or six years in the same business that I've been, or even owning a coffee shop or a restaurant, because I feel we can relate. I feel like they can still know what it was like day one, where someone that's 20 years ahead of you would really need to think back of what it was like on day one. So whatever niche you're in, it would have changed so significantly in that time. But yeah, I think that that's a really important thing because I know, particularly with smaller businesses where they might be just them at the moment, potentially think about additional income streams and maybe listening to this episode going, oh my goodness, that sounds incredible, but where do I even start? Which we'll we'll come back to in a minute. But it can be scary sharing your ideas with other people and it can be really disheartening if they don't understand and anyone who is I I will use a sweeping generalization from my experience but there is a distinct difference between me speaking with someone who has never run a business me speaking with someone who has run a business but doesn't really have the same kind of ambition that I have 
and me running speaking to someone who is like two steps ahead of where I'm aiming for now and the way that I feel and the way that my ideas and my conversations are received by those people will impact the way that I feel about those ideas so it is so important to find your people to speak to even if it's one person whether it's a group of people I would say that networking and communities are great but you still need your own kind of like an inner circle I guess like a safe space where you know you can go and share your ridiculously crazy dreams that are actually super achievable and in a year's time you'll be like why was I ever scared of this (laughs) yeah exactly and we need that and you won't find people you know if you don't go out and look for them you know I don't want people to like have a sign up and say I need a friend but it needs to (laughs) be hey there are so many people that you can just go like I love what you're doing yeah you just need to listen first I think when you're in a space and pick up who who your energy attracts to and go and find people like you said that are just a little bit ahead of you in your niche it's also very hard Tammy to relate to someone in a completely opposite niche um, doing things that you will not do in your business but you want to be as successful as they are so it's a little bit easier if you say if you own a restaurant who do I know that owns a restaurant who has the type of level of success? They make the kind of money that I dream of having, that their lifestyle, everything that they do represents what I want. That's the type of person you should be hanging out with. That's the person you should take out on a coffee date. Um, you know, those are the people you should be connecting to. Don't don't spend your time with the wrong niches. Like I always think that there's good in, examples that you can get from them. There's good inspiration you can get from them. But um, the moments when you would start doubting yourself, it's because you feel like there's not a strong connection there. Oh, but she's doing an online thing. Oh, but she's talking about kids. I don't have kids. Or, you know, like, so really try to find the person that's going to help you through this to be very much aligned with what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's brilliant advice. And there is nothing wrong with approaching someone that you're sat there going, you know what, they're in the niche that I'm in. They're running a business similar to the way that I want to. Like you can always reach out to them and just say, hey, look, I really admire what you're doing. I love what you're doing. This is the kind of thing that I'm looking for. These are the kind of questions that I have. Would you be willing to spend some time or ask if you can buy an hour of their time, like compensate them as well? Like either way, don't expect it for free, but you can always reach out and ask people for some of their time and, and learn as much as you can from them. Yes. Um, so I'd love to come back around to where some of the listeners may be listening to all of this going, this is incredible. This is exactly what I want to do. I want to have multiple income streams. I want to have multiple properties. I want a beach house that I can go and live at for two months of the year. My goodness. But where would you recommend someone to start if they don't have that cash upfront to invest? Maybe they've got time to invest rather than cash. So what would be possible income streams that they can start with in order to build up that cash injection that they could then use to multiply further? Well, if you want to look inside your own business first, I always suggest and looking, especially if you've got time available, if you're, Sammy, are we talking about online here or brick and mortar or it doesn't? Either, either. Okay. So when, you, when you've got a business currently that you're running, I will always say that you need to look at adding at least one or two additional income streams to your business. Now, this is either an additional product or service that you can physically add. So for example, if we look at someone who owns a hair salon, I always say to my clients, and I've got a few that's in the beauty industry, sometimes by adding a product or a service that you currently do not offer because it's not for your clientele that you have at the moment is an opportunity to open massive doors. 
So for example, if you are a female only market, would it harm your business terribly if you would start selling a product or a service that's only for men? And, and the answer to that, usually you cannot say yes or no by the off that. You need to go sit down. You need to go look at what would be the hottest, most sexiest, most attractive product or service that you can add right now that will attract men to your business, for example. And then the next question would be, now if you have these men coming for this one product that you sell or the service, what is the potential growth that can come to your business from bringing this new audience to your business? And when we don't think about these things, Tammy, it's literally money you're leaving on the table. Some people are so stubborn and so set in the way they've got their business, but they forget that opening a new door could literally change your entire business. And this is not something that has to be massive. It could be a product range that you're adding. You can sell it online as well. You can literally bring the client to the door, but you never know if that man walks in there to buy a product from you, he could be sending his wife there. He could be coming there for an additional treatment. Um, he could be you know collaborating with you on something else like we never know where the universe can take you as long as you open yourself up to the thought so i always say just start with the thought process first think of what you can add and then live in that dream space say to yourself well if it does work what will come next and then what if that works what will come next we sometimes so negatively say no i don't think this will work that you don't even give the universe a chance to really set you up on the right path. And I truly believe that, um, Tammy, I'm a big believer in seeing what you want and going for it. I'm not a very big woo-woo person. I don't do crystals. I love all of those things, but I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but I, I do believe in being very grateful for what I have every day. I track my money. I see where things are coming from and I manifest getting more and more and more of it. But if you don't allow the universe to give you things, she can't give you anything. And, I, and we really need to be more open to that. So no, you cannot just say, please, universe, I'd like more money today and then go about your day. You need to really look for those opportunities. So that's something that I would definitely suggest you do. And then always make sure that you, if you're in the service space, like brick and mortar service, you have to sell something online. Even if, yes, all your products and services should be sold. You should be having vouchers. You should be having a membership. People love memberships. They can get a permanent discount just for being a member on your space, but you can also teach. And I know teaching is such a sensitive topic for people because they think, well, no, I'm not a teacher and I didn't go to school to teach this. But again, we're going back to our very first point. You started something that thousands of other people would love to learn from you. So you can start a school from your business by teaching people to do what you do. You could start a little academy and it's online. And again, Tammy, we're talking, you can have five students. You don't need 5,000 students. You don't need to be Marie Forleo's B-School. You, you don't have to be there yet. You can start really small and grow your business from there. Um, but you have to think of all the possibilities. And sometimes if it's hard for you as a person to think big like this, this is why you need either a mentor or a coach, but also a group of people that can guide you. You need to role play and do this with someone as if you were giving them advice. Because sometimes we're, we're much kinder and gentler with our words if you're giving your best friend advice on how she wants to grow her business when you would not do that to yourself. So pretend that you're looking at someone else and say, this is your business. This is how I would do it. Because then you step out of the fear and now everything is possible. And we do that. If you hear someone has a beautiful business, it's very hard for me now today not to give people advice just for free because I'm like, oh, I would do this and I would do that because I really want 
want to see women succeed so much more. And just to step through that little invisible line of fear that we put in front of us to just be safe. So that's just some of the things that I would definitely suggest you do. But tell me another idea that we are, I'm currently teaching my membership clients is one space that is a safe space to start an income is usually when you look at your expenses that you currently have. One of those things on your expenses list should turn into an income stream. Now, this is a model that my husband and I have always used. We've started three businesses this way. And one of them, for example, is an accounting firm. So we paid monthly accounting fees to an accountant. We were not happy with the services we we're getting. We were actually not happy with the quality of return on our investment. So we decided to start our own accounting firm by hiring the best accountants and now they do not only our own books, but they obviously service, service very high-end clients as well because of the level of service that we require. So my husband and I are quite tough on the kind of level of the service that we want. Um, and we now notice that a lot of people would like that. If you pay, whether you pay $1 for something or $1,000, you want what you pay for. And when it comes to a service where you're expecting someone to save you money, like make you money, which is should be your accountant's job, this is how that business was born. Exactly. I think about a year after that, we started another business because one of our expenses was paying an agent to manage all our imports and exports for the goods that we sell. And again, the service was horrible. We hate when someone says, oh, I'll call you tomorrow. And then they don't. And, you know, all these things. So my husband said, that's it. Let's start a business. So we opened our own imports and exports agency. Now we have our own agents who truly truly take care of our needs because they know Clyde and I are like very demanding. We want to know now, if you say, call me back in five minutes, I'm waiting for you to call me back in five minutes. And I know there's other clients who's like that as well, because when you are a business owner, you depend on your goods to show up. You depend on the electricity to work to service your clients. You depend on water to come out of the tap if you run a salon. You cannot run a business if your, your things are not running straight. So when you can look at your expenses list and see, is there something that I'm paying monthly for anyway, but I could actually probably start my own business from this and again, you don't have to be the expert, Tammy. So many people think, oh, no, I could never start an accounting firm because I, I'm not an accountant. I don't know anything about accounting. I know how to make money and spend money. But the small things in between, that's why I pay someone to do that. So, yes, it was a risk that we took. But look at your own expenses list. And that's what I like so much about the idea, because we all have different things on our expenses. You might be paying someone today to do all your social media, right? But you also know five other people that's doing exactly the same thing. Now, what if that business becomes yours and now those five people pay you to work through your person to do that for you? And it's all, and again, it will start really small, but it can grow into such a beautiful income stream and additional business for yourself as well. It's so, it's so interesting because I'm just like having these little, little daydream flashbacks where I'm like, how many times have I sat there going, hey, wouldn't it be cool if someone did this? And it's like, why can't I be that someone? And I absolutely agree. So I'm in the process of launching a second business at the moment. And it's one that I have had a lot of the reservations that you've just spoken about. Like, who am I? Am I an expert in this field? Am I an expert in this niche? Do I have the time? Do I have the focus? All of these different things. But then at the same time, overcoming and working through them has been very much, well, I know how to run a business. So that's kind of where I'm going to be ahead of someone who has expertise in the niche that I want that I don't necessarily have but I can supply that format and be a damn good employer hirer whatever that is where my strengths are so I can focus on my strengths and build the business 
literally as this podcast has been built for, build my business in my own way and do it to play to my strengths and the way that I want to work and my preferences. But that doesn't mean that just because I'm lacking in one particular skill, I'm not qualified to have anything to do with that industry. And I love the fact that you, I love that comment about, um, or that piece of advice where it's like something on your expense list should be an income stream because that's such a simple way of looking at it. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm reading a book, Tammy, at the moment. It's something about a a billionaire or something. I'll have to go find the name, but they specifically talk about that as well. And and they say, in fact, that they're getting people to get over 60% of their expenses should be an income. So that you eventually, you, you have all these massive empires that you've built from a one little source of business that you originally started. And this is what we're doing now in one of our other big franchises as well, is we're starting to eliminate some of the suppliers by becoming the supplier to other people. And also on that note, Tammy, I want to make sure people understand that you can also separate the entities here. You can literally start additional business. Let's say, for example, you get deliveries every day to one of your businesses, and now you want to take over this delivery business. It becomes, you know, like Tammy's deliveries. It does not become the, the, the main business name. And then the next business that you start becomes a separate entity so that it's all different income streams. It doesn't all fall under the same umbrella because it's not only good for security, but it's also good for diversity because your one brand might not be aligned with something else. And when you are collaborating with other people, someone might say, oh, well, I don't really want anything to do with this business of yours, but this one aligns with me. So there's reasons for doing all of these things as well. And it just, again, opens so many more doors if you have those diverse options yeah I think here in the UK the way that I'm because I'm going through this process the way that it works in the UK is you can have an overarching company name and then you can have trading names so your trading names can cover various things but it all sits under that one company but it doesn't have to be and big companies do it as well I mean over here I used to work at B&Q and B&Q is part of the Kingfisher group which also owns like Casarama and Screw. But people don't usually know the bigger yeah, name. Exactly the bigger name is kind of just in the background so if you're sat here listening going oh my goodness I don't know how I'm ever going to do that like you can just have one company name and then your trading names underneath um, but always speak to a legal or accounting professional if you have any questions. Speak to someone about that and, and again it's something that's set up once it's a structure that you build and you go and see someone and say this is my dream for the next five to ten years is to have two or three different businesses under my personal name or whatever and they set it up for you so it doesn't again do not let these little fears of not knowing how to do something stop you that's why i believe god made us all good in something and someone is a contract creator and someone is there in the legal department that can take care of those things for you and on that note tammy my husband and i are big on fishing around for people like we go hunting before we hire so even when I now, for example, today, let's say we want to get a new product on our menu, I would go see at least five to 10 different suppliers doing the same product. The same will happen with lawyer fees. Do not just take the advice from the first lawyer you speak to or take their fees. Go see five. Ask them all the same questions and look at all of it as a package. Look at the way they treat you. How quickly do they get back to you? How do they email you? How much do they charge? And um, do they talk first about money or about your concerns? Like look at the whole package and then choose the person that you truly feel aligned with. And this should be from hiring your PA to the guy that's you know doing your vegetable delivery in your business. It should be the same on all of that. Um, and also I want to mention, Tammy, when you said that you might not have the expertise for a specific business, when my husband and I started our coffee shop 
we know nothing, nothing about coffee or food. We come from like the, the product-based business. Like we buy something, we sell it, we love it. We started the service base, you know, like that's easy for us. But retail, we were never involved in and especially not food. And I remember when we started with the idea, I said to him, you know, people are going to ask us, how dare we do this when we don't know anything about it? And, and he said, yes, but we know how to run a business. And that I always kept in my mind, in the back of my head, I always say that that's what he said. We know how to run a business. I know how to do this. And that is so true because I believe you need a, a full package on everything when you really want to be successful in your business. You can have a lot of passion and be super excited about your idea. But if you don't know how to do the numbers and be profitable, your business will not work. So you need to have that advice, whether it's an accountant coming in or a business partner or someone that can just help you in that aspect. But it's the same with you can be a great numbers person, but if you suck talking to people and you can't get them excited about your product you can't sell anything so you need that beautiful balance and that's why if you have a mentor or you're part of a group or in a membership where you can just ask these questions and get the right advice it steers you in the right direction you don't have to do any of this alone Tammy I don't believe that you know we get a gold star at the end of the day for oh you did all of this by yourself I would hire someone in a heartbeat if they can help me get somewhere faster because they're better at me at doing something yeah yeah Absolutely. I think, you know, the reason we start our businesses is because we have skills to offer that other people need. So it only seems fair that we also capitalize on the fact that other people are doing the same thing. That's why they're there. That's why they do their business. That's why they're specialists. Like working with them doesn't make you any less of a specialist. In fact, it makes you a smarter business person in some respects because you're not spending your time trying to invest it in something where you don't excel and it causes you stress and it takes your attention and focus away from other areas where you could be pushing your business forward or starting a new income stream or whatever else it is you're doing. So I think that is really important. I know that when I started, and this is something that I've come across frequently with my clients, like like you said, it's almost feels like a badge of honor when you're like, no, I can do this on my own. And it's like, you don't have to though. That's not the point. <laughs> like that, that doesn't yeah. give you any Brucey bonuses or bigger rewards or anything. If anything, it's just gonna make you feel a little bit more alone and take a little longer. <laughs> That's so true, Tammy. And, you know, and I learned this when I had my twins because I was a typical mom that, you know, I can do everything myself. And I was able to manage the twins beautifully by myself. But I did get to a point where I don't have to. You know, it's okay if other people pick up the babies when they cry. It doesn't have to be you. Like, it's okay. And it's the same with your business. Just because you came up with the idea, just because you know the know-how, doesn't mean you're the only one that should touch the business. In fact, Tammy, it's one of my biggest, biggest things that I teach my clients is that your business needs to be able to run without you in order to be a truly successful business. And this is what happened with COVID. People realized that if I can't show up to a physical location and physically be there, my business doesn't make money. And they also realized that um, even if I'm sick for a week, the sales go down. So this should be as an indication to you, like, how can I make my business more automated? How can I delegate more? How can I just slowly start letting go more so that the business is by itself an entity? We need to keep that in mind. You are a person and a brand by itself, but your business is also by itself. And, and because we're a human, we have fears, we have, you know, like thoughts that run through our head, but a business doesn't have that. A business has a product or service it sells and wants to help people. And that's why you need to separate yourself from your business and make decisions for your business and not just for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can't agree more because one of the 
key indicators of success that a lot of my clients sanction is not necessarily financials, but it's having more time, more time with their family, more time to pursue hobbies, more time to just do whatever it is that they want. But if you do not have that automation and if your business can't survive without you, how are you going to take a day off? If you struggle at the moment taking an evening or a weekend off, then how are you ever going to be able to build that business to have that business that you currently have will not allow you to have that extra time. So by investing in automating and and help by accepting help and support from other people and paying for it, obviously, not just like <laughs> just having that and building that support structure so that your business can be separate to you, that's where you start to get the freedom. That's where you start to build the stability that you're craving as a freelancer and as a business owner, like that's where it comes from. And that's also the moment, Tammy, when that thought is born that now I can do more because I started something, it's working, even though I'm not there 24 seven, like you will always be a part of it. And you, I believe you should be involved as well. But now you're like, but now I could do that other thing. And then you start that other thing. And then you say, oh, but now I could do the other thing also, because you're following your same formula that you've created. And again, it's not happening in a couple of days. It's obviously over a year or so, but you need to have a structure that you follow. And this is how you can build a beautiful empire. Amazing. I think that that is the perfect place to sum it up with building building our empires from everything that we've discussed today. And I know that this is a big question, but everything that we've talked about today, what would be the one key piece of advice that the listeners can take action on today? Go look at your expenses and pick an item to make an income. Really, Tammy, I think it's so simple because sometimes we think like, what can I do? What can the question of what can be so overwhelming, but you have a list, you pay people every single month fees. Um, and you need to go look and see what do I actually feel automatically attracted to? What could I, you know, try and dare for the first time? Maybe you even know someone that's already in a business like this. Could you partner with them? Do you know other people that have the same expenses? That's where I would start. And then I would encourage you to just allow yourself to dream bigger. Because once you live in that space, the universe will send you more positive energy. She'll show you more opportunities just in visualizing how other people are doing it. And once you see someone else has done what you want, then it makes it easier to go for it. Perfect. I think that's wonderful advice and something that I'm going to be doing this afternoon. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me today, Nickling. So where can the listeners find more of you online? Well, I've got a Facebook group called Multiply to Million, so they can join me there. I do all my trainings inside there. Um, I also have Instagram, which is Nicolene underscore Alphadat underscore coaching. Um, and I'm just Nicolene Alphadat on all my social media. So I will put all of those links in the show notes. So listeners, if you want to go and learn some more from Nicolene, you can go and join her groups and find her on socials and just generally get in touch and be in her world. Look out for the book, I guess. Yes, yes, that will be coming at the end of the year. But I also enjoy my YouTube channel because I'm a very much in expressive way. I like talking and I like sharing everything that happens. And I'm a big believer, Tammy, in when you want to show someone how to grow a business, you need to talk about the good and the bad. And there's a lot of bad sometimes that happens in between that people don't talk about. So I like to just to share freely everything that we've done in our past couple of years. Amazing. So definitely go and check that out. I will pop the link to the YouTube in the link in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining me today Nicolina it's been absolutely wonderful and inspiring to listen to all of this um listeners be sure to come back here on Thursday when you can hear more about Nicolina's business journey and her brand story so far and it's definitely not going to be one to miss because my goodness you've done a lot 
Um, until then, I would love to know how you feel about today's episode and if it's inspired you to take action on creating more income streams in your world. So come and join in the conversation on our communities online with the links in the show notes. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Clubhouse. And as always, I will see you in the brand lounge.